0: The record button has been pressed, so it is time for... Going somewhere. Joel's finding the flow. Like,
1: real philosophical sort of discussions. You know when people get high?
0: <laughs> it's
1: pure Joel. Don't count your fans before the edge. <laughs> but We hit a flow in the conversation. Um, I
0: think I'm... Open okay, your I'm in my mind head. with... I think I'm going to hit. Finding the Flow with Joel Franklin. All right, today I hopefully will be talking to Dan over Skype. Hopefully. We're having little uh, sound check issues. Um, I'll be talking to you as we go along here. Might as well keep the record button on. You never know what gold might happen. Uh, but we are working out sound issues, um, I almost think it might be the internet connections problem and it might be my fault. Uh, I'm on a public, uh, Wi-Fi right now, hopefully not.
1: Hey Joel, this is Dan, I'm dialing you, and I'm messaging you, and I'm videoing you, and I'm Skyping you, and it says you're unavailable ya, so, um, let me try
0: again. Okay. <laughs> uh, it looks like, like, I don't know, something fucked up on my my end. Alright, says you're unavailable. I'm gonna try. There we go. Hello. All right. I see your video. Do you wanna this see This
1: is Dan Cast
0: <laughs> Episode 46. Wait, do, do you see me?
1: No, you don't. No, I don't. All right. Unless you look like a white guy. Oh,
0: hold on, a spinning indicator. Uh, yeah, there I am. Look out for fe- holy
1: shit. What? You look professional as fuck right now. Yeah, man. (laughs) I've already ruined the uh, professionalism.
0: (laughs) You is fine as fuck. Well, (laughs) yeah. Professional uh, as shit. It's professional for podcasting.
1: Yeah, I've got...
0: Uh, Fucking shit. Fuck shit.
1: Well, Joel, you have the boom going down. like The microphone is upside down. I've got... Let's see if you see it. Uh, the yeah, des- there it is.
0: Desktop. Looks Mike. like a big old horse cock.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's that. Yeah. My there's... mother listens to these. No, oh, she doesn't. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. If anything, I'd be the one worried about it. Um, so you still sound like shit in my end, but hopefully your side sounds good. So you, I can uh, use your recording or whatever.
1: Oh, shit. Let me check that out.
0: Let me make sure I am recording. Oh, nice. I'm good. Thing,
1: the uh, I, have to get, I think I have to get close to the mic in order for it to work well. This is a strange um, setup because apparently this microphone requires a lot of gain. So you need to be like right next to it in order Uh. to uh, get anything out of it.
0: And if I turn it up too high, it just goes haywire. See, I thought the high quality meant like you could like, like the higher quality microphone, like the better you, you could do, be more relaxed. You could, but the thing is, it's like,
1: it's like expensive shit requires more expensive shit, yep, so you get the expensive
0: microphone you, went, you went down you the, need to get, yeah they need
1: to get the expensive preamp. they need to get the expensive computer to process all this stuff, and it's like it never ends, yep, you went
0: down the expensive shit rabbit hole so so check this out <laughs> the the see remember how we were saying there's a there's a criticism you know when he says yes, I, and you're totally right about that. Uh, you called your episode that because of that, right? Um, yeah, I did.
1: Uh, to, in Chris's defense, I having listened to that episode a couple of times, because I really, uh, maybe it's vanity, but uh, when I do listen to that, I can sense that
0: Chris is getting tired of this shit. Whoa, whoa. Oh. Like yeah, that. yeah, he's getting tired of that. Yeah. So he's <laughs> going thinking, like yes, it,
1: and I'm like I'm like Let but I, it go. I don't know though.
0: I mean because it's true. I mean, I mean it, I I remember when when you when he responded to it, you you were just cut, you you backed off a little bit, but it is true. I mean, he's he's done it many times. Many times that when you, the second you said it, I was like, "Oh yeah, yes." <laughs> the thing is, the thing is he will never do it again. Ah, uh, yeah. He will never
1: do it again. You won't see Everyone had their own um what do you call them? I don't want to say idiosyncrasy. And idiosyncrasies because I don't think that's the word. But uh, just things that they did.
0: I think Chris had made fun of me because the way I breathe. Well, yeah, because that was the thing. The reason I even brought it up was that you, you did your thing that you do. It was like a eh. Is there some some sort of noise that you usually do? I make a either it's a sound. Oh, just then when you're like yeah, yeah, that's said. why I even brought it up. It was like a Meh. That that's your that's a Danism when he's like I give up.
1: <laughs> I do do that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then Scott doesn't have anything. Um, I remember he had gentlemen, and that was it. That's all I can remember. Yes.
0: And so, you I don't I don't know what your thing is. You just kinda- I have the um I, I could tell you what it is. It's when I say uh, either way. Uh I ever since Scott said that I I've always been like fuck. I say it like every other sentence. Either way. Yeah, dualisms. now check this out. I think I, I might be able to like it don't. it depends if the delay is pretty much perfect, but um this is what I was trying to maintain that you could be in my mix. So could do you hear that? Yes, I hear the beat. Yeah, so we can sing along. See, see, we can bring that up anytime we want. I got, I got all sorts of things. Uh, 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 that was from that, that uh, last episode. I never, never uh, deleted that shit. What episode? Um, remember when I did the? Remember that? Those are all looped, like.
1: No, I don't remember that. Maybe <laughs> maybe an intro or something like
0: that. I, I did like... Oh, 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 oh. I think Chris thought I sounded like Squidward.
1: There needs to be a wiki. Uh, a, a wiki. finding the flow wiki. Finding the flow wiki, yeah. <laughs> Everyone makes fun of me for show notes, or actually... I, they, I, no, they don't say anything about show notes. And then this is the exact reason why you want to do show notes.
0: Yeah, I. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I. I. I'm pretty shitty on the show notes. I, um, I. I. I would say I'm probably last as far as that goes. The only thing that I. I uh, do pretty decently is I. I make a. What my files I. I actually have like all the artists and shit all organized pretty well. But if I ever go back to my episodes, I am fucked. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> well, you keep things pretty private too. Yeah, you keep I keep
1: things like. Uh, I I assume you're going to have this on your SoundCloud marked as private.
0: Yeah, so, um everything at this point is privatized. I've I've gotten to I think it's cuz I um you know, I started hitting it at that little bit and then I went all the way with the uh when I started using the studio here, you know, it's just a little bit like if I start fucking saying some shit and then it goes public and then like Sam like catches wind that I'm, you know, using his studio, you know, it's just too much Oh, for, for for cursing, for cursing. Well, I don't know. For do- I'm a little more than cursing there, buddy. I think it's content more than more than uh, yeah, context. Yeah. I know.
1: Yeah, I listened to that episode.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, the thing this is this is a topic I find very interesting because um, this is something I had spoken with uh, Scott about was privacy in the online space. And particularly when Scott and I talked about it, it was things like Facebook, and uh, but then it's even extending to things like podcast, because it didn't used to be like this, and it didn't. It used to be like anything you wrote, you were either you either just made the assumption that you were anonymous already, and you had like a pseudonym, like mm-hmm. say for lack of a say, <laughs> it's a Do Hut. Just say. <laughs> for example yeah and then uh, with the rise of real identity on the internet yep. came this okay I need to be protected from my own speech and it just so came up as I say it came right along with Facebook didn't it well now that uh, this is why this is but Facebook's just too complicated now because the the analogy I had read was something like you are always your real self, but you're not, well, I don't know. I think you have two, you have various versions of yourself. Uh huh. One with like, you know, your friends, like among your podcasting group, let's say.
0: Yeah, I was, <laughs> I think I talked about the subject too. Um, one
1: with your grandparents, one with your girlfriend. Uh huh.
0: So you have various
1: versions of yourself. And when you're on Facebook where everybody's watching, it's the analogy I heard was like Facebook isn't exciting because you have to pretend like you're at a public board meeting. Every, every with everything you do. Yeah. Yeah, because I don't trust privacy settings because things get a little weird with them because sometimes they're you they're the way you set them and sometimes they're not.
0: Yep. Yep. The they, uh, Facebook is starting to make privacy set, privacy settings just like uh, legal documents. You know, you, you're it's too confusing. They, yeah, they do it on purpose. Go, sorry, go ahead. They do it on purpose. We, you know,
1: they d- we they do do it on purpose. I yeah. think.
0: Yeah. We, I mean, just like they give you those long ass things that you have to agree to get some fun shit because you know you're never gonna read it, um, and uh, you know it's only rich people with lawyers that the lawyers being paid fucking hundred bucks an hour to even like to have like even the patience to read that bullshit. And uh, I, I just got we got um, a little fucked. Um we had done our taxes and we had a tax return and uh we just got a letter and it was from the state and we just got a letter from the state that said uh something about um we've re really blah blah blah. I, I see the, the language right from the get-go was confusing. Every part of the letter was confusing and it said um we decided that you're not gonna get your tax return anymore uh but our federal's okay but the state uh, you know they just pulled that out of their ass just like I don't know all of a sudden and um and uh and and all the wording was confusing completely So on purpose. Yeah. your point is that
1: to even uh identify what the hell's going on would cost you more than what the tax return was going to be
0: and it has an element of it if you disagree sheet you know uh, yeah. if I disagree with I don't even know you know and and I mean how many people aren't going to even bother with the effort of disagreeing um, you know that that's the other thing the only people that, that sue people are people that that have the power to, to do it you know or whatever but uh, the other thing is uh, that that uh, how many people are getting fucked like this? You know, I mean, New York state could just like, "Eh, we're going to do this to about, you know, a hundred thousand people and just make ourselves 30 million bucks just by, just like clerical, you know, shit that people don't want to deal with. They're like, ah, fuck it. I don't care about the extra 300 bucks.
1: This is something I have heard with like, uh, any, yeah, most anything that ends up in the courts is just, and I think, uh, uh, Joe Rogan had mentioned this on one of his stand-up specials. It's like, the law, the law is designed to make lawyers money. <laughs> yeah. It's not designed for justice. No, It's designed to-, to make lawyers as much money as possible. So stay out of it as much as you can. Yep. So so basically, they want you to, if you have a problem with it, you've got to file an appeal. Yeah, you-, get- you win, you-,
0: you lose. On either side, the lawyers get money. Isn't that such a clever thing that your tax return? Like people treat it like a gift, yeah. When it's really your fucking money, yeah, exactly, <laughs> can... exactly. I mean, <laughs> I mean, and if you think about it, that's millions, millions of dollars, maybe even billions that the state holds. You know, they're just holding this money that's that's your money, and all that time, you know how how it is. They they're able to invest it, uh, have it in whatever markets and whatever, and they're probably making a lot of money off your money during that in between time while they're holding on to it.
1: I think they're wasting it. <laughs> I think that's really what's going on. It's, it's, uh, it's funny the amount of people who want, um, say, like the state government or local government or, or federal government to take on all these roles, but they don't want their tax up. <laughs> and that's exactly the sort of thing you have it for. Yeah. And uh, so you wait. So now people treat
0: the tax return day like, a, uh, like it's Christmas because <laughs> it might very well be. Yeah. And I mean it's all so complicated you're just like, "Oh, I'm getting something back. Great." <laughs> um it, it's all uh it's all it's all fucking bullshit, right? Power to the people.
1: Yeah, well, the people
0: no no taxation without representation, Joel. That's right. Um <laughs> and representation that's not a creepy piece of shit that doesn't have any conscience.
1: Why else would you be in government? Yeah. On that role. The amount, this is, this is why you can't, I don't think trust politicians is the amount of ass you've got to kiss and favors you've got to pull to just even get, get
0: in the running. Yeah. Did you, uh, you, you're watching House of Cards, right? I've been, I've watched. Yeah. I'm up to date with House of Cards. That kind of, you know, I'm not quite up to date, but I'm like into the second season and that, that pretty much gives it like, I almost started watching it because of like the education of it, you know? The
1: education of it? <laughs> yeah.
0: The educational <laughs> part. Like just 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 like you know, you kinda have an idea, but just to see like like it playing out the drama of, you know, of the day-to-day politician.
1: That and the amount of power they wield and it's all the the thing the cards they use, let's say, in the house of cards, uh-huh. it's all like this like for those of you, I'm not going to give away too much, but there's like this foreign policy thing going on in the second season where it's very dangerous, and it all hinges on who's gonna pull favors for who, yep, like really petty type stuff, oh yeah, fortunately, this is fiction, but <laughs> you've got to ha you've got to think
0: it's it's not, not like too this far. goes
1: on all the time, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> That's scary. That's 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 what it, I mean. The higher it gets up, the crazier crazier it is. The more power there is and everything. Uh, but no, either way, I let's think... not let's not get too sucked was... into politics. Oh, okay. Well, the, well, I only
1: wanted to mention one thing was that the thing, the fascinating thing with watching House of Cards, it's it's you. It's this thing of you. You have to play the game to get what you want, and uh, just the just. We'll leave it at that.
0: It's just like you and Dayton, Ga- Dan, right? Got to right? play the game. Got to well, play the game. Got to play the game.
1: Yeah, got to know which checkers to move. Yeah. <laughs> it's right. not that... Cof- it's a little more complicated than checkers. Yeah. Uh, Joel, That's... I feel like this is the second time um... <laughs> I've had... Again, it's like, okay, is this DanCast47 this Finding the Flow episode... What do you want? 45?
0: I, I, I think we've uh, pulled... You know, gotten to the point where it's just uh
1: It is what it is.
0: It's it, we both get an episode out of it.
1: Yeah, we both get the credit. <laughs> yeah, we both but, get the um, credit. I remember the last time like this just this past week, I had we with my conversation with Chris, it was like this was the week after he had said something about me being full of shit. <sighs> and it's like, okay, I'm gonna have a conversation with Chris now. Yeah. And then <laughs> I have the thing with you about the uh i don't know you you've you seem very con- contentious towards me <sighs> uh i don't know if contentious is the right word
0: well no no, i just um i mean i think i think um you know you're you are you have enough like um like uh Whatever, whatever. You're able to stir the water easy enough without much hesitation. That I think it's easy enough for me to be able to reply. You know, I mean that's <laughs> a good shit, man. It's it's good shit. It's it's emo- the it, 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 I don't know. It's the stuff that people. You know, it's entertaining. I, it's actually. I, I I almost think you know, bringing out the controversy really starts peeling a little bit of the layers back. Because uh... I think there's a lot of layers between the four of us.
1: Well, yeah. There's. um like, let's see. What did you? What did I say that you had a, a issue with? Things like the uh, stereotyping potheads.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, that was
1: a big deal.
0: Okay. Why don't, why don't we talk? I I had a few things to, uh, okay. on list to like debate a little bit. But I mean, you know, like let's let's talk. So, so I mean, how much real experience do you have with potheads? Like what? Like potheads. I mean, even saying the word pothead is almost just like, you know, because. I think the only reason that I have any sort of, um, you know, even, even like, like feeling like I'm even part of that is because, I mean, obviously I do smoke pot, but also just the fact that like um, because it's illegal, it's like it's funny because like when I like, for instance, come here, like you find you end up finding the people that that also do it too. And it's funny how it's instantly like, just kind of like, Oh, this is a little community because it's all people that share this little illegal thing that we do together. That's kind of like, you know, it's, it's like everyone knows that it's fine, but everyone like that, that does, it has to be secret about it, you know? And and like, if you could do it together, you put all your trust in someone else, you know, or to even mention it on the podcast is kind of like, you know, scary and whatever. And and so, like it's almost like it, like it is almost like a social movement. Until it becomes legal, it's it's not going to be normal, and so people aren't going to treat it normal. And so that's a little bit of the element of it. But I mean, potheads, or quote unquote people that smoke pot, are just as unique as anybody else. I mean, they're the the, every sort of type of person you can find are the people that smoke pot. I think.
1: Well, I think there's a difference between what I would call a pothead and what I would call someone who smokes pot. Yeah. Because here's here's um, you asked about what my experience was with potheads. I think forty percent of the people I went to high school with were like what I would consider potheads. Really. And so what I and I don't mean like. And I did probably did you, you go say to like school six,
0: in where you are now, right? Per per. Yeah, that's right.
1: But so so small town, not much to do. And, uh, frankly, that's what it was. So drugs, let's say pot in this instance, was sort of an escape from that. And, you know, I had friends that, you know, we were friends for a long time, and then they got old enough where they smoked pot regularly and they never invited me or anything. <laughs> or, or once in a while, like, uh, we would we would do that. But, I mean, uh, I think of... Here's what I think of when you say or when one hears when I hear the word pothead I think of someone who overindulges they have no ambitions this is like the central point of their life or they you know they want to spend their days in a uh, cloud basically of marijuana smoke and either they treat it as an escape or or whatever, but I think that's different than being someone who, you know, you have it. It's like alcohol. If you have a dr- few drinks on the weekend, okay, fine. If you if you're at a party and you're having a couple drinks, and it's not something it's not something you do all the time, but once in a while, like on the weekends or anything like that, and you're being responsible about it, I think that's okay. But if this is the central thing in your your life, I think. Well, I mean, let's it's just it's, more. It's more of an indicator that. You, I think people like that are not people I'd like to associate with. So, just were 40% sort of,
0: of the people in your high school were they potheads or, or was it more like 5% and then 35%, you know, were cool people that smoked pot?
1: Oh, I even think that dumb ass, or not cool people smoke pot too. <sighs> uh
0: or yeah, just people. The uh, but, but I mean, to, to you, you know, I mean, it's like dude. fanatics, it's fanatics, to anything, you know, like, uh, you got fanatics for, for uh, alcohol, you know, like you got those like stupid alcoholics, like the second you see them have some and then, and then you're just like, oh, this guy's going to be an asshole now. Um, yep. and I think like, like I had those too. Yeah. And I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I don't even have enough experience with, with potheads as much because I, I, I mean, the only people I really smoke with have been like my brother and like a few, few friends that are very small, group but I, I i mean in college i kind of t- tasted the surface or you know uh touched the surface a little bit on that culture and i i i know what you're saying but i also know that it's just like it's it's just a, a part of everything i mean like talking about people doing things that to to make up for their shitty lives or 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 just it's the only thing in their shitty like i mean to pick your poison man i mean how many people yeah, have I mean,
1: there, there's there are yeah there's plenty of other things like that
0: like, i mean to talk, dungeon and dragon freaks <laughs> uh, people the video games i mean come on video games man i mean video game heads i mean I, I i love video games but i mean how much of a waste of time is that sometimes
1: i would like to play them more it depends i, I mean well here's this i know is i would I, I this is the thing that's different like okay so why does one play video games and the same reason. Why does anyone, let's say, Have fun, let's just right? call it what it is. Why does anyone indulge in vice? Escapism. Escapism, right? So this, there's, I, I think that's fine to a point, and the point, it, it varies depending on. Did you just cross over, and all you're doing from in your life is just trying to escape?
0: Exactly. And so maybe potheads are particularly annoying, but they're just another version of someone that's jumped over that line. Do you think pot pot is more like uh, tempting? Does it does it take more people over the line than most things?
1: Um, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, the whole point of this, the whole reason this conversation even came up, was just I I'm not a fan of people who are that unambitious either. Either if it's um, Depending on whatever vice it is. Yeah. And with pot, I think, you know, there is a communal thing about it. There can be a communal thing about video games, and there has to be a communal thing about Dungeons and Dragons and <laughs> comic books or whatever.
0: Yeah. Um, and so, alcohol. Well, alcohol's everywhere. Football, but I don't know. And alcohol. Everyth- everything. Alcohol, everything.
1: It's I. <laughs> I went out to a bar last night. And I was supposed to meet people there. And I was there, like, way early, and I had no idea. So I'm just (laughs) having a drink by myself there, and I'm like, this is fucking unusual. I'm in a strange place, and there's people here I don't know, and I'm just out of my element. Uh, So I do think um, that my personality is I don't like to drink alone, partly because I think um, there's taboo in it, like a dangerous path if you just drink by yourself regularly. And that doesn't mean I don't ever do that. It means uh-huh. I try to avoid it and I will trick myself to saying, Oh, well this Merlot goes great with this chicken or whatever. <laughs> well, like, and, uh, <laughs> and with uh so I think that's a communal thing where I could see doing that with, you can smoke pot by yourself. I think some people enjoy it better in groups. Yeah. Um, if, if, uh, and you know, again, I think it's okay to a
0: point. Yeah. So, I uh like the words of John Lennon Wh- whatever gets you through the night it's all right I <laughs> <laughs> i I think you know some like I know what you mean uh but i I also like I also feel like I mean because because there's stereotypes about certain things and um uh, you know stereotypes there is definitely a stereotype with potheads heads as being like, um, you know, unambitious. Another word for it is like they they did all the thing, the crazy things they wanted to do in their head, but they never actually did it for real. But I mean, it just it just seems like it's, it's a very common human condition, anyways.
1: The, uh, I don't know man, the guys the guys I knew who smoked pot a lot. They didn't do any crazy. Maybe they did crazy shit in their head. Their crazy shit would be smoking pot, eating Doritos, watching. Aqua teen hunger Force
0: yeah well I mean some of that's fun I I got my adventure time which is which is fun but uh, for the most part I find that I mean my own personal experience has been is so nice with it that I it's it's hard because like it, it is definitely like they call it the high but I mean basically you get I get to a place where I feel very loose very quickly that's the thing that I like about it is that it's it's very quick acting for me and uh, I I just um to, to a minor way, it, it, it changes the way you think. And sometimes it's, it's, uh, I, I think it has different effects on different people and it, or, and different pot has different effects. But, um, you know, when I have the good weed and the good, good buzz, man, I, I whip out some creative stuff. That's amazing. I, uh, I, um, I, some, or if sometimes I'll just get like, you get hyper motivated about little details about something and that's kind of fun to go through a wave like that. But I've had so many of those, those moments where, where it's been very productive that, um, it's hard, it's hard to, you know, but, but then there's also been times where it just makes me like tired and wanting to eat, you know, but I, 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 I get it. But I also, it's just, I've had too many good experiences to, to take that. 100% but but um either way I actually wanted to move on to uh to to alcohol Wait whose who show is this? Yeah yeah yeah. You're
1: moving it. on. I got shit to say. All right, go ahead. No. <laughs> I think I uh, no nah, I'm pretty much done. Yeah. I, I actually got <laughs>
0: no. my always reminds me of um like George Collin talked about it in his in his biography how how he was before and after smoking pot and that was like before smoking pot he was doing kind of like um he he was oh he was like in the '60s, kind of kind of doing a straight act, and then eventually, like somewhere in the late '60s, early '70s, when he when he came out with those like big albums, was when like he said pot had a big influence, and also LSD to some extent. Like the, he said, it was like just those things are are mind changing. They're not something you should like get caught in the rest, you know, forever. But they're there there's something about it that opens your mind in a way.
1: Yeah, there is, but. Yeah. So, think of okay. Let's talk. Let's talk about that sort of stuff. So that worked with George Carlin. Yeah. Uh, Steve Jobs is constantly cited as this guy who dropped acid and he invented the computer industry. Let's oh, say. Oh yeah. I mean, the, the, as the, we the, know today, they they say every um,
0: musical genre you could you could associate with a type of drug. But
1: but but that's not. I think that's too. I think that's a little too simplistic. I think. Yeah, but you it's could also go outside too. and take a walk. I'm not saying you shouldn't do drugs. I'm just saying don't, don't make it like your life. I don't think you should make it your life. Right? Yeah, yeah. It,
0: I I agree. I um, it's just funny. It's um, because also you could say that those people like made it. You know, not everyone makes it. You know, not everyone. I think
1: a lot of those people get very, very lucky. Yeah, they just happen to be at the right place at the right right time, and they work their fucking asses off.
0: Yep. See, you get a person that works their ass off like actually rogan kind of inspires me too because he's like a he's like a weird like hybrid they you know like he's a um, martial arts fighter and then also he's like uh you know a, a pothead i guess and uh and i just think it's just fun to hear his sort of perspective because he he has so much motivation yet he also like the way he he uh parties is is really fun
1: well this guy also you know I've seen, I've seen the pictures of him like tossing around kettlebells and shit. So it's not like
0: he's lazy. No, I'm not lazy either. He's working his body and his mind. That's, that's a thing. You know, it's not always, it's, it's not, it's, it's at least, I guess maybe it is because the stereotype doesn't fit for me at least. I'm, I'm similar to Rogan where I, according to you, the stereotype doesn't fit to you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay.
1: (laughs) According to you.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: Um, I don't know. I do. I do wonder what I would think about everybody, uh, and I'm referring to this circle of podcasters—you, me, uh, uh, Joel, and Scott. Had I never had I met Chris you guys today? Yeah. And we weren't friends. Yeah. Because I remember the first time I met Chris, it was like it was like an orientation for college, and uh, just just walking and seeing this guy, and it was like oh, I know. A- introduce myself to this guy and see what see what's up there and we became friends that way and then didn't really talk much until six months into the school Uh uh-huh and then scott was sort of the same because he was the ra and then i remember how you got in the got in the group it must have been through
0: men's ensemble it it was uh, like well kind of it was meant to be like i i met like three or four of you guys all separately Right. I met Andrew separately. I met uh, you separately. I met Chris separately. Chris and I both came from Buffalo area, so we kind of hit off in some ways. And then I met uh, Mike Winkler separately. And right. all all that, all all of a sudden, I realized you guys all hang out, you know?
1: Yeah. The, the friends I kept my first semester was vastly different than the ones I had my uh-huh. second semester and then my second year and so on and, yep. and so on. Just because, you know, you're it was like being in prison. You kind of like, okay, who do, which table do I sit at so I don't get my ass kicked? <laughs> which of these guys do I have to beat up so no one fucks with me? Nice. And uh, then it took, it took like six months to get into the, the uh, pattern of, oh, okay, I'll hang out with these guys. Um, but, uh, but I do get the feeling like, okay, so because the reason I bring that up is Joel, 2014 Joel is not the same as 2003 Joel. And Dan... 2014 Dan's not the same as 2003 Dan, and so on and so on. So everyone's kind of changed, and you know, you kind of get into your friends with people for a while, and Maybe one of the reasons you're friends with someone today is because, well, you started being friends, like, ten years ago.
0: Yeah. And oh, yeah. And that had... those are, it's kind of like brother and sister. You know, you could have no re- relation to them eventually in the, in the long run, but, like, you still, like, are friends with them because you've just been through it all. Yeah. Um. Or, like, old, old friends. Like, old, old friends, like, sometimes have nothing in common with you in the end.
1: Right. But you stick with them because History. I met this guy in kindergarten...
0: And and you like each other. I mean, it's like a brother. It's like you've been through the ride together. You know
1: that. But I also like people that I'm not friends with. Or is it the other way around?
0: Friends with know. people I don't yeah, like.
1: Can you be friends with people you don't like?
0: <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I think, I, or at I think least you could be. You know, very. You could be loyal acquaintances.
1: Loyal <laughs> acquaintances. That's a good way. Um, so I don't know. Just waxing. Waxing poetic. I don't um, even know what that phrase means. Waxing poetic.
0: Uh I don't know. Wax it comes up with this shit. Yeah. <laughs> waxing moon. It's growing, growing poetically. Growing. I think waxing means like to to build on something. So waxing poetically. I don't know. That is kind of funny. Waxing and waning are, are two vocabulary words I wish I used more often. Waning. Waning. Um so, yeah, like actually, his, I was going to mention like topic. the the, cra- <laughs> like the craft topic. beer. Yeah, let's get off this question. <laughs> um, uh, craft beer, man. What, what's, oh, okay. what's the deal, man? Craft beer, I, I don't think it'll... I mean, craft beer is... is it's not like it's all... Like, I mean, it's new to, to America, but it's, not, it's ancient stuff.
1: Yes. Um, I think, what is my contention with craft beer right now? Particularly in New York. You and I are New Yorkers. Yes. There, I think, is a gold rush right now in craft beer. Yes. And so the way it's been going on, I think, for the past five years, maybe more, has been, I get this, there's this air of superiority surrounding craft beer. That's, that's again, that's something I dislike about it. I think, because I know people who are like, if, you're, if they see you drinking, say, like a Miller High Life, They're like, oh my god, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? Yeah. And, but part of you might just be like, okay, this might be the one time, two times, three times a year I drink a Miller High Life. (laughs) And uh, so, so like they're in in an example like this, it's it's another thing, and it's almost it's similar to like wine drinkers, because wine has always had this uh, history or this reputation of oh these guys with their superiority and their cuz you think of like okay what the process yeah. of tasting a glass of wine is like it's just yeah, bad yeah. grapes
0: yeah 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 yeah
1: <laughs> so i think now craft beer has bringing in this culture of snobbiness that
0: i don't that i don't like yeah no it's it's like um beer is like one of those things that's like like anti-snob it's like um you know not in this
1: not in the circles I've been in yeah. holy
0: shit but uh yeah i mean i i admit there's there's a little element uh, of snobbery but uh, i mean if the, you know it's it's like does it have something to back it up with i mean do do i know the difference between a good wine and a bad wine not really but i do know the difference between a shitty beer and a good beer and uh i mean it's just there i mean if it weren't so true, I wouldn't be so, so into it, but it is true. I mean, it's not like I can't have a, a Bud Light. You know, I, I just had one the other day, you know, it, it tastes like shit and it, uh, <laughs> and it's best served cold, but uh, I still, you know, I mean, gets the job done, but with yeah,
1: to you, it tastes like shit. So what is good and what is bad? The idea, the whole idea with like, wine drinking or wine tasting is like, there is no people like to say there is no people that I like to hang out with claim. Okay. There is no bad wine. There's just wine. You don't like, I think there's probably some bullshit in that <laughs> statement. Cause I do think there is some wine that just nobody likes. <laughs> yeah. <I laughs> but it may be the 0.5% of, of people who like it. Okay. Just leave them to their devices. Um, so in New York State, I think there's now this gold rush because the state has been so heavily funding it. So I I get the sense like, okay, these ex-frat boys are now trying to become beer moguls because they all want to be like the dogfish head guy. Yeah. And uh he did the he was like I
0: think he was one of the first that was like,
1: fuck it, ten percent alcohol and beer. Let's see what happens.
0: Yeah, but I mean it, I mean so, I mean, one part that I can understand is the expensive part. But for the most part, when I think of cheap beer, I don't think of people thinking, like, I'm enjoying the beer drinking experience. Like, this is, you know, I mean, there's some sort of refreshing element to it. But for the most part, you're trying to chug down as many of those goddamn things as you can to get drunk, man. Like, like the, the point of, of, uh, of, you know, skunk beer drinking uh, macro beer is to get drunk, I think. Um, there are. I remember when, uh, like, Labatt Blue was like the the classy thing to drink, you know, or Molson. Back in like 1995. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and uh, it it does have a step above, you know, that Canadian beer. But um, but still, like, like to drink a a craft brew, um, and especially the one that like just fits you perfectly, like it's a completely different experience that's where i could drink you know that's where i drink by myself you know if i'm drinking by myself i i can crack one brew one like f- for a whole night is fine for me i drink i sip it i i enjoy the taste and, and and it it just the way i feel too is is good you know it's not it's not that sick feeling of that i, I but that's that's i mean as that's a post you know, once I've gotten into microbrew, that's like a post microbrew feeling is now that I taste that that other type of beer, it's hard to to handle it because it just all of a sudden my stomach just is like turning the second yeah. it goes in my stomach.
1: I feel that way with um yeah, I get that way with the cheap beers because you feel the carbonation in your belly. Yeah. And for the whole rest of the night you're like you feel like you swallowed this huge air bubble that's just not popping. Yeah. Yeah. But and so you balance that with just I just get- these beers with the obnoxious amount of alcohol in them. I think, I think it's different. Like, my go-to going out beer, I have two go-to going out beers. One wow. is Guinness, because I don't yeah, think you can really Guin- go wrong with Guinness. Guinness has
0: been good forever.
1: And then the other one is, like, Stella. And I go with Stella because I think that is a cool, refreshing Stella's, drink.
0: Stella's okay. That goes down nice.
1: It goes down nice and it doesn't leave me feeling very like, light. I'm gonna fart yeah. massive fucking hops bubble. Yeah. <laughs> and it's,
0: I don't know, man. And then the
1: beer connoisseur is gonna come and smell my fart
0: and be like, I oh, really to get a sniff of that Stella. That's a very low quality fart. Uh, oh, but I do. So I,
1: I need to see. Even then, I got to up my fart game.
0: Yeah, you got to up your fart game, man.
1: Even so, now this yeah. See, see what's happening, Joel. This this beer snobbery game racket is going into the fart snobbery racket.
0: Uh, where and where is it going to end?
1: It's gonna. It it will never end. There yeah. will always be something that people identify through class with. Yeah, and it's not ne- necessarily class but it's there is well maybe it is class maybe it has everything to do with class whatever the people who are drinking those bud lights regularly they're not ordering stellas why is that because you can get a coors light or a bud light for two bucks and a stella the cheapest i've ever gotten a stella for is five bucks
0: yes exactly whatever can get the job done the cheapest that's that's what i feel like is the motivation with that and there's nothing wrong with that i mean i've been there you know we all we all need sometimes to just get the job done but uh but if you want quality man i mean it's it's true and it's and it's not even like it's so dramatically true like with wine i don't even know how to even like i i get like the differences and i mean it's it's like definitely quite but i just don't it's just it's so dramatic between between bud light and uh and uh sam adams
1: with wine, I think there's a similar element. Like, the cheap wines leave you feeling the same way the cheap beers do. Like, you have a headache in the morning because of all these sulfites. It's not because yeah. you're drunk. Yeah. It's not because you had hangover.
0: Yeah. It's because yeah. the shit that's, in the, that's the other skins thing. of the grape... I've never had a hangover from craft brew. Oh,
1: well, try drinking two 90-minute 90, 90 dogfish heads. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Those are good. And they they will also... I've I've stopped having those because they they will also dry out my entire head. Ah. It's just the amount of alcohol in them. So that, that is intensive. long story short. I, because when the when the fancy wine bar opened up around here, it was craft beer was a thing. Oh, the local breweries. Yada yada yada. And dogfish head was displayed prominently, so that for a while was my go-to thing. And then years that's, later, I'm that's like, I like, I don't really like this. Why do I keep drinking this? I don't actually like it.
0: Yeah, I guess that's just your personal experience. But I mean, dogfish head is—I mean, if, if anything to have, I mean, that's one of the best. But I—I I, I hear ya. You're, 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 um, you're, you. You're—you're—you're—you know, know—you can have your opinion of a thing, but uh, we just stick to what we got. All right, all right. Let's. Um, I, I I feel nervous to say let's move on, but uh, but whatever, you know it's, it's it's both our shows. All right. All right. <laughs> Let, what about um uh?
1: You're, you're, it sounds like you're calling the shots on my show here, Joe.
0: Oh, dude. That's what I said. I'm nervous. If if it's if it's okay with you, shall we move on? Agreed. Okay. Cool. Next topic.
1: Next, Next item on the
0: agenda. All right. Do you have an agenda? Because I got a few topics.
1: I have. L- I. Have-
0: all right, let's run through yours. All right. Well, um, I just wanted to, to go through um, – I have two um, that I can think of off the top of my head, and, and I'll just stick to those because, you know, we could go on this forever. But uh, Mac versus PC. What about it? Well, <laughs> come on, what about it, motherfucker?
1: Did you hear Did you hear, Chris – I think Chris is being disingen- dishonest a little bit because um, – my last conversation with him on the podcast, I was like, Hey, did you check out the new the new Mac thing? And he's like, I just don't give a shit. And then when I pressed him on, he was like, Well, I heard about this feature. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> he's Like,
0: well, you know a little bit more than someone who doesn't give a shit knows. Yeah. It's 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 starting to become uncool to 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 be too, you know, to be too hyped up by the the minuscule increments of uh of updates, right?
1: Well, there are things in each update that I find useful. And so that's why I get excited about this stuff. Yeah. So, so I look forward to like software updates. Like I like say iTunes. iTunes people bitch constantly about how often iTunes gets updated. And I don't think it gets updated enough. There were problems iTunes has had problems since like the beginning of time. And every little bit every little update gets you know, chisels away at these
0: problems. I, I admit, I, I always enjoyed when Blizzard updated. Um, yeah.
1: They rebalance the games or whatever. So they do that because they have, say, an ecosystem. So I, I'm
0: not as big, I don't have as much of a problem with the software updates as maybe maybe the, the hardware updates. But I guess that it kind of exists anywhere. But it, the my biggest thing about Mac is that, you know, is the price tag worth it and is the hype worth it? Um, speaking of house of cards, like, um, everyone, everyone
1: in there is using a Mac. Yeah.
0: It's a freaking product placement, goddamn, like all over the place. And it's, it's like, oh, like there's part of me that's just like, like shudders every time I see it. Like, Oh, I got a Mac, you know, I don't, I don't know. It's just, just a little annoying to me, but, uh, but I, I can't, they are, they're very good quality devices as far as I've had experience with, but. I don't know. I just, I've always liked the, the, like, like dealing with iTunes and the, like, I know that, that it's, um, it ke- keeps like you from being able to like, uh, copy things real easily but i just love the fact with like most command c
1: yeah. command c that's how you copy things on a mac no
0: no i mean like like itunes like you know being able to like spread spread music from one device to another and whatnot like they're very close with like being able to do that you know it's it i found the process like completely frustrating to be able to get a song from my mac onto my computer or onto like uh like um another windows device for instance
1: all right you click and drag the song from iTunes drag it to your desktop and there's the file on your desktop i and you can do with that whatever you want to do
0: I, was it, does it work on a windows iTunes? i, I don't know i just remember it being it being not as easy um to to do that it was like the stuff on the actual i don't know i i don't remember the exact scenario but i just remember it being harder than it had to be and uh you could do it but but it it was like it was frustrating and I just, I'm just so used to just being able to go right into the files, take it and drag it wherever I want to. Anything you want, you could like, like, um, I think some some guy in a podcast said like the thing I like about like PCs things is that you you have the ability to fuck things up. You know, you even... oh, you can do that on a Mac too. I've done that plenty of times. <laughs> you can go into the library, check
1: out your application settings delete all that shit and then have to rebuild all that stuff Yeah, and even just finding your stuff in iTunes um, I don't I think I think we've got it pretty good compared to what it was like 15 years ago like remember Winamp yeah and having to deal with like Winamp and then it just went haywire and then iTunes came along and offered to manage all this shit for you and then everyone
0: complained about iTunes and now they're on like Spotify or whatever Uh, well, I don't know I mean, it's like, that's the other thing. Like, um, I remember when I just wanted to, to like get, oh, there, there was, there was so many, I mean, I have a hard time recalling all these things, but I just remember it being so frustrating to do such simple things that I remember I, I like to do everything through files. And I think that's, that's half of my problem. I didn't like it organizing shit for me. I wanted to organize it myself.
1: Okay. I like it organizing shit for me. Yeah. And, and uh, I mean, if you want to get into your files, from iTunes, you, you know you right click something and you say show in Windows Explorer and it takes you to the location of the file. Or at least you do that on a Mac. So on the Mac you said, it says show in Finder. So I don't know. I mean the thing it's again this other thing like where if you like using Windows, keep using Windows. If you like using a Mac, use a Mac. Um, I think the culture war between Mac and PC is over. And,
0: and it has been perhaps for some time. It's uh, not, as in, uh as in like it's over or or is it like one 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 out out of the other? Well,
1: just because of install base, Windows is Windows one Windows one years ago uh-huh. and uh, so people crab about say like Windows 8 or whatever and and rightly so according uh, in my experience, rightly so because I couldn't figure that shit out after playing with it for like 10 minutes. Um, but that's because they went in a completely other direction.
0: Yeah, I didn't. So, I, I haven't even touched Windows 8 yet.
1: Yeah, and and now the the culture or the war is people don't even use their computers. If you use, if you have, there are people in my family they don't have like they have computers, but they don't really use computers because they have either a cell phone or a tablet or something like that. And yeah, they it's get, getting to be that like,
0: point with me too.
1: Yeah, they get most of their stuff done on a tablet because all, what are they really doing? They're browsing the web, they're checking email, they're checking Facebook.
0: Watching videos.
1: Watching videos, and that's pretty much it.
0: Yep. It's true. So you don't
1: need these big beige towers anymore.
0: I mean, I mean the, the tower, I mean, the only thing they really are useful for is maybe, you know, running like heavy-duty applications like um, uh, recording software or, or uh, games. Right. And even with games,
1: I gave up on. I remember the current. The I bought my computer. My Mac is five years old, and I bought that because I was like, uh, "I could probably play StarCraft Two on this." Nice. And like that was my that was my priority. Was like whatever I get has to play StarCraft Two.
0: StarCraft Two was the last game that I I played before kids.
1: Right, and then I played StarCraft Two and didn't like it but but the good news is I still have a a decent mac for for the time. And yeah. um, and now you have, you know, a PlayStation or an Xbox or whatever so to to yeah, do some. I that I've stuff.
0: started to that, that's kind of why I like um my my Zoom is because I um you know, I I don't have to deal with the computer stuff that I mean for the most part computers are getting better and better and like running a uh an audio software application isn't as as draining on a computer but still like there there's always to be seems to be some shit. There always seems to be some shit in that communication between computer and and audio hardware or software.
1: That and the amount of stuff you need to to know. So you and I had talked before about the as musicians got computers, musicians stopped being musicians and had to become audio engineers. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <it laughs> so even even in something like this, like like podcasting, all you're doing is talking into a microphone. But if you want it to sound nice, okay, you gotta set the levels. Do you gotta set your compression stuff?
0: You got to But you know, what, if you're what going musicians real far. doing you know, what were musicians doing before they had computers? Right? They, they were, were playing live. They're playing live, or they had to find some some kids have, to play didn't
1: with have, them. They they played and you know we're heading back to this sort of of day so we had for a good run let's say between like the 19 like the invention of the phonograph to today so there was a culture of you know record store day and tuesday was your day to get your new music and it still is but now that things have changed and you don't have to pay $17 for a new album and you get it for free or so it used to be that the means of getting that sort of distribution again was something like that only happened to the biggest, biggest X.
0: Yeah. They were talking about like, um, there was this, uh, uh, symbolic gatekeeper and there used to be gatekeepers are getting less and less important. What now that the internet's right. here.
1: So in, in the good old days, let's say <sighs> it was A&R folks. Artist uh-huh. and repertoire. So it was basically someone who would either seek out groups and bands or find singers and match them up with the right songs. And now that the those gates have been lifted, it's just been a fucking free-for-all. So now we are live in an age where we can be gluttonous about music. And we, we're not because there's just too much of it. There's only so many hours of the day. You can't listen to absolutely everything. You couldn't do that to begin with. And now there's multiples of that. Do you ever get paralyzed? And it's free.
0: Do you ever get paralyzed by the the, the amount of choice we have? I mean, like... like- I don't even listen to music anymore because I feel like I'm not, I'm not worthy of listening to it because I'm not in, you know, I used to feel like I had like, a am on top of it, you know, like I could handle like what's hot and what's new. And now I just feel like I am so behind that I'm never going to catch up. I have this sort of completist attitude and I got to let go of it, but still like, it's hard to, for me to even get back into music. I listen to podcasts all the time now.
1: You were, you were on the, you were on WAIH, right?
0: Uh, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the
1: (laughs) one way. So, (laughs) so Fridays, um, those were the new music days for us where we'd get the new CDs or we'd have them distributed among staff. Yeah, there's was another thing we both
0: did, me, you, and Andrew.
1: Yep. And so here's, here's my theory on, okay, why doesn't, because I'm, I still kind of keep up to date. Like if I hear something, I hear of something that I might like, I'll put it into a Spotify playlist, check it out. Um, but I am not nearly as voracious as I used to be. And I think a lot of that has to do with just the amount of how, how intrinsically linked current recorded music commerce is linked to youth culture. And things like...
0: Um, so... No, I agree.
1: Yeah. Every 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 spring, what's coming out? All the songs that they're the record companies are hoping to Christ are like the summer. They're jam. gonna
0: sell. Yeah. So sell, they get. Them I mean, it up. doesn't so sell, sell the music. It sells like a whole s- slew of shit.
1: Well, I think. Um,
0: it sells a style.
1: Is, well, they, I think this is a lot of what has to be like uh, music festivals. So. I think of I think of fish like this because lots of people like fish and they like going to fish shows, but so much of going to a fish show, like there's the music part of it. Yeah. But there's also the party part of it. And so how many of, like I say, say a fish audience have all the albums or anticipated all the albums. I'm, I'm guessing not many. And I would say the same thing about these huge outdoor electronic dance music festivals too. So like, these festivals they have in like Miami where they'll have them during spring break time. And these college kids, you know, they think of, think of the way the, what you have to do to get down there. You have to buy the ticket. You have to get a hotel room. You have to get the flight. Yeah. Already going to, to college. To... It costs a lot of money to go to these things. Yeah. And, uh, you're, is and you're and, not, you probably don't have the band. Why are you going? And you're time. going for the party. Yep. You're going for the party. Yeah. So I think that's what changed a little bit in the past 20 years. Cuz it used to be, why did people listen to Bob Dylan? I mean, when you hear older people talk about Bob Dylan, it was like, "Oh, he was the first guy to have a really good message about, you know, life in the 60s I mean, or whatever." Even
0: to be an album listener is a uh, is losing. Well, I mean, it has been lost a long time ago. I mean, people, you know, singles are where it's at, I'm sure. But, uh, like, I like never could be a single listener. I, I always had to listen to the whole album from front to back. Like, usually every time I, I would listen to it at all, I'd have to hear that song in the middle of the whole album.
1: Yeah, and I, I used to have the pick-and-choose uh, attitude about it, too. But the, the I think it's swinging back around. So we had this glutton, gluttonous time of record sales doing really great. And so when you hear, this is an interest of mine since I was you know, a music business minor and you know, I was always interested in the commerce of it. And my favorite quote on this is, um, I remember reading this story about Randy Newman had uh, some kind of lecture at some music school. And a student asked him something like, Randy, how would you recommend that students break into the music business? And Randy Newman said something like, Why would anyone want to break into the music business? It's like breaking into a bank that's already been robbed. (sighs) All the all the money is gone now. There is no unless you're like the very lucky top percentage of you know huge jacks. There's no. You're not. You're not going to do so. There's no more. (laughs) There's
0: there's no more uh, artist middle class.
1: And there never was. I yeah. don't think there ever. You've got you've got, you got a it, few like, winners and a lot of losers.
0: Yeah, and now it's fewer.
1: Um, there could be. Um, I was listening to some. I think on the Norm McDonald podcast they had Todd Glass on, and he was talking about. Um, this is, is Todd that Glass that back now. About,
0: is that back on? Because I I don't, I don't remember done, hearing the Tom Glass. They was... they've
1: been doing it for about a month now. They've got nice. few, they've got like four episodes in the can. I am and getting the that in the Todd Glass one, they were talking about young comedians getting into um stand-up comedy and trying to get into performing. Like I'm talking like this their they're they're they're, they haven't even done a set yet. And Todd Glass was claiming like of how many people you've never heard of that make two hundred grand a year doing doing their shows going around the country, going in the clubs and stuff that you've never heard of, but they make good a good living from it. Um, I don't know if that works well with music. I think music, since it's such a communal thing, um, I think it's different than stand-up comedy.
0: Yeah, that's true. I mean, the I, I almost wanted to take back the middle-class thing because I almost think like a new emerging middle class has happened through the through the internet. I mean, like there is an ability to. Th- th- throw it out there but then again i mean for people to see you it's still just as hard as anything i mean you got to market that stuff you know i mean how how real easy i mean you have to go viral um and you know th- that's the other thing like there's this whole viral like kind of like winning the lottery thing going on too and uh that it's just like that winning the lottery i mean some people do but i mean it's not like Things are going viral all the time. It's like one thing, like uh, once in a while, goes viral, you know? Right,
1: and even then, it's just such a fleeting moment. Oh yeah, it's not sustainable. So, like, you think of what are I can't I don't know what the latest viral videos are. The last viral videos I remember was like Chocolate Rain by day. those guys who did Auto Tune the chocolate News. Chocolate Rain. Chocolate Rain. <laughs> Like the auto tune the news guys, who knows? Maybe they have like steady jobs now or yeah. something. Cause you know, for about a year or so, they had you know regular YouTube videos and you know, people like they had bed intruder. And uh, Chris was a I remember Chris was a fan of the backing up, backing up, backing up. <laughs> nah, nah. I'm gonna link to that, <laughs> but uh. Nice. But well, that one. But I haven't seen an auto tune the news video in a long, long time. Yeah. That and the thing, the thing about it, I thought was not to. I know I'm going a little off topic. They did that one video about the uh, guy who found that girl that remember, that black guy who was like dead giveaway. <laughs>
0: I remember don't know. That? No. I. I mean. There, okay.
1: So the story. The story was that um. There was some girl who had been held hostage oh
0: oh like, that one
1: active I, uh, yeah, on, yeah 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 uh, yeah and he, he some dude's basement she was like a she was like a sex slave in like Cleveland like that. and so that she got free and she ran towards this this guy this black guy he was like help me help me help me and then they get the black guy on camera on the news and he's like First thing I knew, wait, first way I knew something was wrong with this pretty little white girl going up to a black man. <laughs> Dead giveaway. And so that became the hit. And I was like, "This is in poor fucking taste, right?" Yeah, because yeah. We're totally. about we're talking about sex trafficking. I, I remember Bill Maher
0: here. talking about that, and he was uh, saying how like uh, that that guy should have his own TV show after this, you know, because he was just he was the most entertaining thing about the whole thing. Yeah, and that's
1: I don't know. This is this is my with journalism is like now that guy's the story yeah or even like bed intruder with antoine dodson he's like uh hide your kids hide your wife now antoine <sighs> dodson's the story
0: probably for that woman's sake that's actually probably to her benefit probably perhaps okay yeah i mean now i'm popular for being a sex slave like it's great
1: no they did that to elizabeth smart yeah They did that to Elizabeth Smart and they had like a clip of her on like Nancy Grace. And I know this just because I saw I clicked some YouTube like Uh, like years ago. I don't watch this shit. Well, except when it's like clips like this. Yeah. Maybe that's me just being judgmental and and watching it from a safe distance, observing from a safe distance and not really knowing what the fuck
0: is really going on. Yeah. No, I mean that. That's that's internet all the way, observing from a safe distance. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, also think it's you know the way I listen to music now. Like if I do listen to music, it's like you know it's just one time and done. You know, or maybe maybe it's just so extreme. I I, I think I've talked about this. Yeah, I talked about this ages ago. But I mean, it's it's it. I think it reflects how media is brought forth. Uh, is that to even like have sort of a taste of things you just, you, you find something awesome. You listen to it like 10 times in a row and then you're done with it. I, I, I have yeah. like a million things ever since maybe 2002. I think I've been listening to things that way.
1: Yeah. And it used to be because you had limited amount used. of money. Yeah. You would listen to the same thing over and over and over. And, and you over would get again. into
0: it big time. I mean, I remember. You how... get
1: into it big time. That's like Pink Floyd. Yeah. How I was about the same thing. Same thing. Yeah, so Pink Floyd would not be a thing today.
0: Yeah. If it were not for that. That's why
1: it's like Miley Cyrus, Lady Gaga, I don't know as I've tried I will I will take a chance and listen to like uh like Lady Gaga. I think I've heard every Lady Gaga album and there's a few tracks I think are okay, but it's not like stuff I would go back to over and over again. I Meanwhile, like I have just... like the Smiths poster on my wall because it's yeah. one of my favorite albums. Yeah. The Meat Is Murder album. Yeah, I was and, gonna uh, say something
0: about that. Oh uh, well, yeah. What was you gonna say? I was just gonna say, hey, you got a Smith Smoker poster behind you.
1: I did. It cost like three dollars.
0: Nice. The, uh, what the, about uh, the frame?
1: The music business now is, it's like the gold rush business, where the money was not in mining for gold. The money was in selling supplies to the gold miners. <laughs> it's selling the That's, pickaxes, selling the huh. buckets.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a musician's friend, like, like, I mean, just think of all the people that get uh, guitars and basses and drums that like will never make it anywhere uh, or how many people get those nice instruments thinking that that will be the key. You know, um, I, I hate, I get emails from musician's friend every single goddamn day. All right, we got 20% off today. You know, like, like as if, you know, I, I don't know. It's just you, you need this new, you know, blah, 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 new amp, you know, and it's just, it's all bullshit. You, you, I mean, you should not get anything unless, like, you're in the thick of it and you really see a, a, a use for something, you know. Right. But I could see so many but, people getting shit.
1: Well, there's even there's that. And, you know, if you like seeing what the deals are for Musician's Friend and you want, you're in the market for a new guitar, that's one thing. If you're, but there's also this economy of middlemen. So like the the say like the CD babies, uh-huh. the Amazon stores, the iTunes store, the distribution places that get your music on all this stuff, and Spotify onto Spotify and RDO and and it's such a
0: like it seems like low investment, like huge a, a way to gain. I mean like like the you know if you would have been Google at the time, you know knowing that search engines was the way to go, like like. You know, they put some effort into it, but I mean, what they gained out of just making a website, you know? Right. So like in these distribution
1: models, it's like, what is the investment? You have basically at the end of the day, what do you do? You put files that somebody submitted to you on a server and you sit on those. And then when someone buys them, which they almost never do, they say something like, I don't know what the latest figures are, but it's you know there's this long tail of shit no one in buying, but when they do buy it, they take thirty percent, fifteen percent, whatever it is. So it's once you set that up, multiply that by all these people looking to sell their album or sell their music. Yep. But that that point it kind of discounts the idea. So why do people? Like you, me, and Chris and Scott. Why do we play music? Because we know it's not to make money. I always had, you know, I like to live in the fantasy of, you know, being in a band and and uh, being up on stage and people are having a good time because of me. There's It's a fantasy based in arrogance. It's mm-hmm. not based in art.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, And then, but I'll also play stuff by myself and, you know, when I perform, I'm doing stuff that's, not for money it's i think there's an element where it's still based in arrogance
0: um uh it's that's a it's a hard one because i mean uh it's like it's like right now i i got um this community i'm in and even though i'm playing for a whole bunch of grandmas and grandpas like it just it feels good to get some claps after performing something you know I'm in, I'm in a couple of those too. I'm in things like that too.
1: And part of me is like, part of me thinks I'm in this because if I wasn't in it, I wouldn't be doing anything.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I need
1: the social pressure to keep my chops up.
0: Yeah, it, exactly, exactly. This—that's th- exactly it. And I'm doing it once a week, and, and I feel like this is the way you get better. I mean, even yeah. though I don't even know what I'm—I'm I'm doing it for. Just like I felt like a lot of the things I did before now, like helped me in where I'm at now, and I, I didn't even know it. Like you don't even know what you're training yourself for. And I feel like I'm I'm a better musician now than I've ever been, and uh, yeah, just like this podcast, like it's an encouragement to keep doing podcasts or to keep being creative or just to, you know, I mean, sometimes it can it can be too much, but I I really think if we keep doing it, we do nothing but but um, get benefits out of it. I think.
1: Yeah. Well, this is an internal struggle I've had too with the idea of. Say, say this episode we're recording right now. The amount of time that has to go into this. Uh-huh. So first, just to produce a show, there's the amount of conversation that there is. Yeah. If you're doing show notes, that's probably an extra five to ten minutes. If you edit the thing, that could be... Depend on how you edit. Um, that could be a whole world of... That could be a whole pain. world of hurt. Uh, then there's the publishing aspects of it. Um, so... I even th- thought, think of it from the same thing. It's like, okay, why do I, as I, I was looking at stuff this morning, as of July 9th, I will have had doing Dancast, let's say, for a year.
0: Yeah, that that's what I was just, I was going to bring that up. I mean, we're pretty Every, much.
1: We started about a year ago.
0: Yeah, we're pretty much at the year point. That's a big mm-hmm. deal. And uh, I think so, I would, I mean, if you're, you're in July, I, I haven't actually looked back, but I think I must be there.
1: Yeah, it's somewhere around there. I think you started, and then Chris started, and well, Scott started. Well, Chris, Chris started. Chris I started last to jump on. Chris, Chris started oh, okay.
0: the whole thing with his cute little episode where he had, you know, grease uh, sp- spackling in the pan, making his breakfast and stuff. Like, like he had. I don't, I don't remember like, that Like, like a, a day, back. In, a day in Chris's life, you know, and that that's. Oh yeah, it, the
1: experiments.
0: Yeah, and then and then I I um, quickly jumped into a reply podcast. And making my own, and then and then it just all from there snowballed. Snowballed.
1: It's not going to get any bigger. <laughs> the problem is, is it's not going to get any bigger. I, Mike
0: Mike Winkler had like a little hint at it, but yeah, he did. <laughs> he
1: had one twenty
0: minute one. Yeah. Well, I think, and I he's think like, a... uh, "This feels weird, but I'm going to keep going." <laughs> and there then... was
1: there was a weird, um, some uh, parallel to this was after we had all graduated, everyone started blogs. Everyone got a blogger account. So this is, I think, the 2014 version of that Uh, because you can be a little bit more private because we know how podcasting works. Most people don't know how podcasting
0: works. Yeah, and that's kind of why I like finding as many people as, you know, that might want to do a podcast but probably never will. Like, my interviews with Michael Winkler were some of my favorites. You know, those are fun. Um, But, like, I, you know, it's like a time capsule, you know? Um, It is, Yeah yeah I mean uh, and the internet keeps it for us I mean as long as we, we keep that space there but I mean I don't know what we necessarily do with it, but like, it's like it just feels nice to have things like those and pictures and everything. Even though you you might never go back and have the even the time, it's like how much time do you have to even spend to go back and listen to your podcast? Like you'd have to have a lot of time to even go back and listen to them. But then again, it just feels comforting to know that I could have a con- listen to a conversation with my mom back in you know 2013. I guess.
1: Yeah. Well. It- you might, you might, you know, say your mom dies. That might be something you Yeah. Pressure. I might
0: all you got. I was and, actually uh, thinking I, I might even use this as like, as a therapy, you know, I, cause you know how you're saying it was, it's kind of therapeutic, like maybe even like have some of my members, you know, like say their life story or at least have do the best they can.
1: Yeah. The, uh, I see there's, you know, different varieties of this is pub, this is radio. Still, in a, in a way. This is just private radio. Yeah. Private talk radio. Yeah. And uh, so... And
0: you can make anything you want of it.
1: Yeah, so you have people... You have shows like This American Life. You have shows like Radio Radiolab. This weird segment of... I don't know necessarily what you would call it. Let's just say audio programming. And then you have... I don't know. I feel like giving this the title... like introspective talking <laughs> show or whatever is yeah. a bit too inflated
0: which is basically what podcasts has, has brought to the surface
1: well the thing the thing i always hated about podcasting for a long time was God damn, there's a lot of fucking shows about computers on this shit <laughs> how many how many shows do you need about iPhones and iPods and and computers and and tech news and things like that and it got very like I thought this is it this is all it's gonna be because of the nature of podcasting you're not gonna have any sort of diverse programming it's just nerds talk about fucking nerd Nerd shit (laughs) and so now I get the like here's how I think most people like normal people in air quotes (laughs) do podcasting. They open up iTunes. They look at all the stuff available. They go, wow, I can get this American life whenever I want. I can get, wait, wait, don't tell me whenever I want. And they subscribe to a bunch of shit. Yeah. Press all those boxes and
0: never listen to them. Mm. Yeah, that's true. But I was going to say, I mean, which is, you know, the top podcast is this American life. You know, I mean, it's very true. I
1: think there's a a certain sort of, I I also think it's a communal, a, a similar communal thing. So, why do people like listen to This American Life? Sometimes I think the stories are nice. I don't I – don't subs- I used to subscribe to This American Life podcast. I don't anymore. Um, I think NPR – I do like a lot of NPR programming. And I have – Me too. I do subscribe to a few NPR podcasts. I think a lot of the time, though, it's just I can do without this.
0: yeah so I so you have to seek out the things that are it's so hard I mean specific to you the, the whole point I can do without this or not, I mean, it's, it's so subjective because of just what's worth your time. I mean, what's worth your time is completely like, I mean, you, you like there's things that are really worth your time, like your own health and your own personal well-being and your family, whatever. And then there's things that like your, your free time and, and that is so like, like there, it's just should I waste my time this way or waste my time that way, you know?
1: Well, if you're enjoying listening to This American Life, it's not necessarily a waste of time.
0: Well, not everything and, you enjoy is not necessarily a good use of your time.
1: <laughs> like smoking pot. Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
0: well, no, fuck, fuck you, man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like smoking pot. You always
0: got me to agree with that shit. Uh.
1: So, but my point, my point was there was um. I don't know whether this medium is
0: dying, or if it's just about to explode. I I think it's it's gonna explode. I think yeah. it's it's um. I think, well, I think it already has in some ways. I mean, I think it's bigger than it ever really, I think, would have ever been thought to be, like in the days of uh, Smod, what's his name, uh, uh, Smith, Kevin Smith? Or is it I Kev- never listened to a Kevin Smith. I, I I didn't really either, but I just, I knew he was like one of the founding fathers, you know. And like Like, that was, you know, that was really cutting edge, and I don't know if, like, at that point, I would feel like who knows if this will take off or not. But now it's just, it's, it's a medium. It's just a, yeah. it's a new form.
1: So I, I would, I still, I believe that it's still too hard. You know, we've been doing this for 10. You're making shadow puppets. No, I just, We're, these lights are so bright. We've been doing, we've had podcasts in some form for like 10 years now. The medium is about 10 years old. Uh-huh. I still think that it's been, too difficult to produce a podcast, I still think that it's too difficult to uh, subs- to get into it and subscribe and listen to them. So there's all these barriers that are keeping it yeah. down. And no one's really figured it out. It's
0: also I think it's a cultural thing, too, because I mean, it's a matter of people hearing it and having enough like hype behind it to be like, okay, I'm going to jump and take a chance. And that's the hardest thing that I've had is that it's not really it's not really I mean, to make one's one thing, but to, to listen to one, it's not that complicated, but it's just like for people to take that. Chance on it is is very hard. I mean, actually, I think I insulted one guy because I'm like so pumped up about this shit, and I wanted this guy to listen to Hardcore History because I knew he would love it. But he's also yeah. like a seventy year old man, and uh, he, he went, <laughs> what's this, went, "What's wrong,
1: old man? Like, you don't have an iPhone?"
0: But yeah, he's actually re- relatively good with technology. That's why I kind of was like hyped about it because I'm like, "Oh, you should see this." And then and then I ended up he didn't have iTunes, and so I said, "Well, the easiest way to do it is iTunes," and I kind of like like bullishly, like uh, got that on his computer and then, then showed him it. And I was like, and then this is how you do it. And then, and then he's like, okay, no thanks. You know, and like, like he yeah. was very like, like, like you just violated, you know?
1: Yeah. Cause I think that here, my, my pet theory here is podcasts are intrinsically linked to whatever media player you favor. So mm. on the Mac, there's just about a Mac counterpart for almost every, podcast player on the iphone because people who have iphones probably have macs um i don't know if it's that way on windows but uh what's built in is itunes and people fucking hate itunes for some reason and so (laughs) itunes was the one that brought this thing as mainstream as it's gotten and it's unless something changes it's not going to get any better
0: yeah, it's no, gonna, I, I admit anymore. I, it wasn't until I, I messed with iTunes that I even like got into podcasts because it did make it easier. That was the one thing where I, I could say like it, it gave me a big advantage to whatever I was doing before.
1: Yeah. So now they're trying to do this with like radio stations and things like that. So they bring in the standard radio streams into iTunes. And, you know, it's maybe that's maybe it's just getting an older thing. Like we were talking earlier about not listening to music as the same way as we did 10 years ago and 10 years ago when we were on WAIH, yeah. we weren't spending three hours listening to Joe Rogan.
0: Every yeah, week. no. it's And, uh, I mean, fucking three hours, ever, three times a week, sometimes with him.
1: And like, that's the reason I don't listen to, to, uh, Joe Rogan. No, I, I know. If he had, if he had like an hour episode every week, I'd subscribe. No question. Yeah. But the thing is like, you're talking like in total nine hours a week.
0: I can't do it's too much. It's too much. I mean, I, I can't do it either. The only time I was able to do that when I was doing my farm job, that is one thing I miss is that I had a lot of time. I could just be out in the field by myself listening to podcasts.
1: Yeah. What I would do is, um, Because I listen to podcasts at work occasionally. I can't listen to Joe Rogan's at work.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's the other thing. Like, like I now most of the time, I there are there's a lot more people presence I'm dealing with now, and so yeah, like if I if you know, I I have no idea what what's gonna come out of his mouth when I'm when I'm doing it. Like for the most part, he has like you know some some cool conversations, but every once in a while, you know, like fuck shit faggot, you know, shit comes out, you know, and and that uh, that and.
1: I, I value the podcasts that are either specific to me, which is, say, my friends, yep. or ones that are produced very well. If it's like, uh, I know Chris likes one called Giant Bombcast.
0: Didn't and he say, say a, something about the guy died in it?
1: Or Yeah, one of those guys died. And I know it's about video games, and I don't listen to it regularly because episodes are like three hours long. I can't listen three if i had 3 hours to listen to a podcast about video games i would rather be playing video games
0: yeah yeah and uh or at least play video do, games while you're listening to it
1: then i i don't yeah i don't even like my i've i'm been very strict about the way i play video games like i know some people leave music on in the background round i don't i'm like it's it's the way i got to play it the way that Full immersion. They intended me to play it
0: yeah i i um i uh it depends. I mean, there's some there's some that like you could have the sound on or off that it doesn't make any difference. But there's some games where you need the sound.
1: Yeah. Um. So, I don't know. I in yeah. In general, I th- I do I am wary of. I think it could pivot either way. I think it could either die off because no one's listening to anything, and the the uh business model hadn't really i mean it's, it's an advertising business model every podcast i listen to has the same sponsors
0: yep it's squarespace yep it's it's uh um, shaving club yeah shaving dollar club, shave uh, club uh jeez oh, uh, there's the that nature's box nature no. box and that's did you hear the bill burr episode when he went yeah, off yeah. on nature box yeah yeah i loved it Fucking i loved was- that <laughs> Nature's box? Did they really say nature's box? I, I can't believe this. Nature's box. Uh, and that yeah yeah. He's like eat a fucking banana. What is this bullshit? I mean come on. <laughs> uh, 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 something pops. You know like, like graham cracker pops. I mean come on. Don't you get it? This is this. I mean you know blah blah blah. But I mean it's it's so true. I mean, we we've had the yeah. answer to shit like a million years ago, uh, just like uh, Corolla talks about, you know, that it, there's no secret to, to losing weight. It's just fucking, you know, you, eat, you don't eat too much and you 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 work out or you, you stay active. You know, that's the secret. Yeah. No, nothing else. You know, there's no there's no like fucking thing that's going to change your life. You know, you, uh, it's, the, the, it, it speaks a lot to the business model of podcast. First, take, say, public
1: radio or talk radio. Public radio because that's sort of I know talk radio is much bigger on the West Coast. For some reason they love talk radio out there. They and spend so much time in the fucking traffic. Radio.
0: What's that? They spend so much time in traffic over there.
1: That that that's got to be it. Yeah. And for whatever reason the talk radio shows like the political talk radio is almost it's just a conservative talk radio. So that's like one part of the market that works, and then everything else is like NPR. And NPR, like they're doing well, but they still hound you for money every chance they get.
0: Well, yeah.
1: Every every opportunity they can get you to donate. And one year I bought into it. I donated like fifty bucks to This American Life, and now I don't even listen to it. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I I Ira Glass and Classic. I'm only gonna say this once. Just. One time show you today. and see if this works. We need money. And if and if I only have to do this one time and <laughs> it's perfect. Yeah, so
1: I bought into that. I was like, okay, I'll toss them 50 bucks yeah. because I listened to this American life. And on top of that, the thing that's even weirder about it is the way public radio works is like we had NCPR in Potsdam, right? They buy a package to run the NPR programming. And here NPR is giving it away free <laughs> yeah. on the internet. Yeah. So I don't listen to NPR for any shit. That's also not the, the other thing. I like anyway. I,
0: don't, I don't get how some things can advertise on on NPR shows and some things can. I mean, I thought it was like public. You know, it's it's weird. Like like uh, you know, I, what what do I always hear? Like um, something foundation or, or foundation cleaner. I, I don't know. But I always hear. P-R-I. Yeah, yeah, and I'm like, what? Like, aren't they aren't they not allowed to to do private? you know, advertising, but yet there seems to be one or two things every single goddamn time you hear NPR. Right. I I don't, I don't know. I what... wish that they would
1: because, you know, so I, I don't know, know how you open NPR, those NPR is funded. I don't know how NPR is funded. I do believe there's, pub, there's... you know, it says it's public radio. It's a they little do public funding. Some, yeah. they do get some federal funding, but they should take. Okay. So why I've, I've heard this before from other, uh, public type things is like they don't take advertising because if they took advertising it would it would influence the way that it would influence their journalistic integrity basically
0: (laughs) and uh, it's not necessarily untrue
1: that's not and the way like even in but even in magazines like the whole magazine industry is just who can we get to advertise advertise who can we get on the cover to uh (laughs) was a celebrity enticed magazines and uh this is what i hate about the facebook this is is like like your tabloid isn't
0: this your life well well first of all i got one thing to plug before um i get too far because you keep on we keep on talking around it and i gotta say i got a new podcast i'm i'm listening to that's like phenomenal i think it's almost ranking above radio lab for me and it's called uh ted radio hour it's like you know oh
1: you listen to ted talks
0: there's Ted talks and then this is like, they edit it down and they interview Ted speakers and they have snippets, but they like go into detail on a subject that have had a lot of Ted talks on it. And it's, it's amazing. How often do you watch Ted talks? I actually haven't, (laughs) I haven't watched one, but I, I, I wanted to get into it and I, uh, just, I found that podcast and then I was like, well, I, I might as well just listen to a summary of them.
1: The, uh, I used to watch them, not religiously, but a lot. And then, after a while, it's like, these are just people who like the smell of their own farts. So many
0: of them are just like, we can do a better job
1: of feeding the world. Or yeah, hunt- it's true. Or- you,
0: you, I mean, you, you got the like the vibe right there. Like, what, how, blah, 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 blah. And la, la, la. Inspiration.
1: Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, stop fucking bullshitting me. Yeah. Um, the... One of my favorite, well, I haven't listened to this one in a while, but it was a very interesting one. There was some program called Left, Right, and Center. No, wait, that's not it. Intelligence Squared, where it would take like a topic and then have two people debate on it. And that I thought was more um, valuable than, say, some guy, some smarty pants, <laughs> some guy doing a TED talk about how fly mosquito shits can feed the world <laughs> and uh because at least with the debate format you, you could under you could try you to understand one, the way that people think it's and not the, all one reasons behind their opinions yeah
0: it's not all one-sided i mean you need yeah. you always need like perspectives so i think all you do in life is just gain more and more perspectives that's that's like the journey of life Right. If if you're not gaining more perspectives, you're you're you know you're just gonna be in a your own personal little little hole of, whatever.
1: There was a great TED talk about how TED talks are bad. (laughs) I'm gonna find that one and Um, uh, send it to you. That's great.
0: Yeah, yeah. Send me anything that you like. I'm very interested. But like I said, I don't have much time. It seems like I don't know. it, it, It. I have some time for some things, but it just seems like. I don't have time for hardly anything and, and, you know, I make the time for the things that are really important. Um, but, but yeah, so, so this Ted radio hour, which I highly recommend is probably perfect for me because it, because it, you know, gives you a little bit of the Ted without the, uh, having to actually watch it.
1: Yeah. I, I've, uh, how, how long
0: are they usually? Are they TED well-
1: talks? Uh, anywhere from 10 to 20 minutes is the average, I think.
0: Oh, okay. So that's not too bad.
1: It's still, um, the danger with Ted talks, by the way, um, I think Joe Rogan had an episode where he was talking to someone about Ted and
0: how much of a fucking cult it is. Sure. I mean, I mean, who, like everyone loves to be inspired, but it's so hard because like, like, I, I was the same. I mean, like I still am. I'm sure I can't say I'm, I'm beyond it. But I mean, if I get a good speech, I'm ready to fucking you know. So you got to capitalize that right away. You know, like you give someone a good speech and then you say go. You know, go and do whatever we're telling you to do because like it's true. You you could get a great speech that way and then and then the next day you could have a um, actually there was some some famous Greek philosopher that did this um, that set that made this great speech um, to me ma- about. Um, Roman uh like like ideals and said why their ideals is the best and why we blah 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 and inspired everyone and then the next day came to the same square and made a speech uh, the exact opposite points just as brilliantly you know and this guy yeah. was just a very good speaker and and so he just showing like these Hitler. people and yeah yeah you know maybe uh, sometimes with, like for for better or worse like like um uh, but but either way like like it just goes to show that there, there's always a way to make something like the thing. There's always a way to have a, a, a different side on things, and um, that's that's really the the hard truth. Um, like like uh, someone said, like instead of really feeling like you. Like this to, to treat marriage, for instance, instead of feeling like you can figure out marriage like you you have some secret to make it work, it's more just like there are these there are these constant struggles that you're always gonna have to manage. You're never gonna solve them. you're just gonna always have to manage them
1: or deal, just deal with it, deal yeah. Buddhism, that's Buddhism, just deal with it <laughs> uh this this yeah this thing with Joe Rogan this is a common theme today is um joe rogan rogan uh he had he was had a guy was a friend of his or is a friend of his and he did a ted talk and the ted management is more like where the cult comes in is like the guy wanted to go off premises and the ted management told this guy no you can't go off premises because all these people are going to want to talk to you and they paid all this money to go talk to you and he's like what i want to get a fucking hamburger
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and, uh, no, I, I hear you. I mean, it's uh, that.
1: That's that, is, that has been the the criticism, I think, with Ted. is like, this is just a, a place for rich liberal fucks to feel yeah. good about themselves. Yeah. Like, well, I, that's what people
0: these... do, right? You know, mm-hmm. jack each other off, just like you're saying, geek computer podcasts, like, right? Yeah. It's just geeks jacking each other off, you know?
1: It is geeks. Yeah. Another podcast about Macworld.
0: Yeah. Do we really need this? <laughs> well, it's um, funny because I mean that's that's particularly your experience because I actually have never really jumped into that. I've I'm for the most part have only been in the in the talkie podcast um just through happenstance. Uh yeah. Um what was I gonna say? But yeah, yeah, go on, go on. <laughs> um
1: I think I think the larger point was Where's how did how how did you make this sustainable, or so like you like interesting programming like this Dan Carlin hardcore history yeah it's uh, yes so but he Give needs me more an incentive of that. to be able to do that. Yeah. He's not going to do it like the same reason you and I podcast where we just think we're just having a fun little
0: chat. Yeah.
1: We're going to record it for our friends. I mean, imagine how much
0: insensitive you would have if you got hundreds of thousands of listeners. I mean, that would get to the point where like you would like go mad over the pressure.
1: Listeners is one thing. Cash is another. Yeah. And there's this saying like the better you do, the better you better do. So if you now, yeah. So mounting pressure based upon you have a listenership that has expectations and the worst thing that you can do is, cons- I think, as this happens in art worlds all the time, like the worst thing you can do is like stick to your formula that <sighs> that you that made you successful because it won't always make you successful. Uh, and then people will hate you for it, yeah not switching things it, up. Every it, once. I mean, it'll
0: it'll work once, maybe twice. Like that's that's about it for for formulas. It makes me think of. Um, I mean, so many bands have done that. But, but uh, yeah, and, and it's funny because there's, you know, there's always, like, like it, I mean, every time I, I'm talking about this, it makes me think because I, I wanted to ask you about this too is I wanted to kind of get into your, your marketing background because, I mean, you you'd said a little bit about it, but it, I mean, I figure like just the way you talk, it's just it's all a reflection of, of just the marketer sort of thinking. So you probably have what clients with a certain product that you have to sell, right?
1: Um, or I have, for my work life, I have a product I want to sell.
0: Which is the marketing? And, which is what? Marketing. Your, your like, business.
1: In, well, I have a different, it's funny, this morning I finished watching Wolf of Wall Street, and yeah. there are all these greedy fucks.
0: Is that good? <laughs> these, I mean, that must all be these good.
1: Rich, like, dangerous stockbrokers is what this story's about. And I've never been a fan of, like, that business model or that sort of way to do business. I do believe in this ethical way to do business. I do think there are some people out there who are into that. Um, but, uh, with marketing, it's, I think people are quick to judge corporate, uh, America, let's say, because all they think about are like, Oh, these lobbyists buying the, uh, politicians and the corporate interests taking over our world. And yeah, there's an element of that, but there's also like, you know, I'm just a guy has who has a skill that is trying to make a living and I think it could help people out. So take, for instance, in the marketing role, not everyone might know that maybe some people do and you've, but you've always got to be talking about it because otherwise like who's going to talk about what you can do. Nobody else is gonna be talking about that. You are your best you are your only way basically to so, get the word out.
0: So I mean, like so are you like contacting businesses all the time then? Well, the way um
1: the way I go about it is a macro approach where like say we'll have a promotion or something like that, and some some people get value out of that. So like you talk about Guitar Center uh uh-huh. and how obnoxious you think these emails are.
0: Yeah.
1: If they're so obnoxious, you should unsubscribe from them. You yeah. should you should tell them I don't like these anymore and stop sending me these. Yeah, unless you already have. And musicians' friend is
0: not, just not respecting. I I don't know. I just I usually when I do those things, I I usually think I'm clicking off any chance for them. Like like it says su- subscribe to a newsletter or whatever, and I always to click off. But it always seems to happen anyways. You just uh, make so, one purchase from something.
1: Yeah. So there are there are businesses that do that sort of thing. And people like it, people like getting the, you know, I'll do this with like Amazon daily deals or for years I had on Twitter, subscribe or followed the Amazon MP3 account. Cause I wanted to see what the $2 album was going to be. Mm. And so I will get value out of the, being a consumer. Which would be either the savings, or check out something new, or whatever might I, be in that. Sense. I,
0: I I think it would be a very generalization, but I'm sure that a lot of people feel the similar way about like um kind of junk mail ads or whatever. But also, I could feel like like that might hit to something close to home for you, you know, right? Like I think like there's that a might right be way to do it and wrong it. way to do it. Yeah.
1: Well, I am yeah I am defending it because if you 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 as a consumer and i i don't mean that like saying like oh these petty little consumers
0: <laughs> i mean you there are things that you
1: consumers, enjoy
0: consumers are like sheep it, let's let's just put it out there i mean they are no they're
1: not not no i think that's i think that's dismissive okay i think pe- people are most people are smarter than what you would give them credit for uh-huh. there's a, there's a lot of dummies out there but a lot of people they're not as dumb as what you might think, so as someone who does business with corporations, you might want to opt into like the daily deal or the week local or the weekly email or flyer or whatever like that. And I
0: don't think there's any shame in that. I, I, I um, do agree I, that most people that give uh, you know um, uh, lobbyists and uh, marketers a bad name are also have no idea the, how things work.
1: Well, yeah, and so one thing I uh, had—I started making myself familiar with uh, Milton Friedman. Last year, I started reading his books, and this guy is um, what you might call a—I guess he was like libertarian type politically, and he had an influence on uh, economic policy in America and things like that, but— he had, the, I think, the smartest takes on like corporate uh, corporations in America, which is like corporations should be free to compete, and anything that takes or provides an incentive for them not to, or creates a monopoly, that's that's dangerous. Yeah. For cheating. instance, like a lot of these, uh, a lot of these lobbyists, they want to pass laws to protect their business interests. So now they're trying to get the government into well the, the my most recent example or the one in my life was my barber was grandfathered into laws to um, be able to have a male barber shop. But today, if what you if you wanted to open up something like that, say you're a guy and you wanted to cut hair. In the old days, you would have. Did I already talk about this? I might have. Just just do it again
0: because I'm sure it needs to be saying.
1: So, the old days, if you wanted to learn how to cut hair and run a barbershop, you might learn, you might be in an apprentice program and you would learn to cut hair on premises. And you, you know, like you're, you might be taught by whoever owned the barbershop. And over time, you would acquire these skills to get, be competent enough to cut hair but now you have to have a beautician's license. So that's true. So now you have to learn like all this other stuff to get a beautician's license like doing perms, cutting nails, yeah. this sort of thing. And all you might want to do is cut some guys cut dudes hair, which is what this guy does. Yeah. So when they passed the law, the law was passed like, "Oh, we got to protect the people the, that um, know it." The people that we have to protect the people who are getting their haircut by having this certification program, so that people would uh, know Rick, where are the right things to- where that they're protected. Got to jump can't through practice. the hoops. Yeah, so they've created all these hoops to jump through, and uh, what it did is really lock down. Now you have these salon types that uh, they're dependent upon everyone else being like a salon. So you have this class of old man barbers that aren't going to last, that aren't going to be around for a while or for much longer because they're all like in their sixties and seventies and they're going to die very soon. And uh, so I think there are lobbyists are the, that is to say the reason I think a lot of, corporate america gets a bad rap is because they work closely with government to protect their their interests yep. so it's not just corporations it's also politicians who either drink the kool-aid or have or have a reason to create this sort of incentive it's, it's just everyone
0: uh, playing by the rules you know Right. So for instance,
1: the latest example, the latest high profile example I can think of this was Tesla. They wanted to sell cars in New Jersey, I think it was. Uh, and the Tesla model, I think is something like they go direct to consumer. They don't they don't really have a dealer model and maybe I'm wrong about that. But the story as I remember it was New Jersey has a, a dealer they're very strong. They have a very strong auto dealer presence. And so they, the Auto Dealer Association or whatever it was of New Jersey cried to the federal government like, whoa, if Tesla can go direct to consumer, then the consumer is in danger, is what their argument was. When really it was, if Tesla goes direct to consumer, then it opens the floodgates and we're going to be these middlemen out of a job, is what the real story was.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's always some... you know large the larger the group the harder it is to like you know to 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 break through i mean um i i I get it but i don't know how that's necessarily you know make it i mean it's kind of a, a shitty deal that we have to deal with because we're just dealing with so much uh inherited like like you invest so much into something you want some protection right you know
1: yeah but on the other hand fuck you because there's progress. <laughs> we have to have progress. Yeah.
0: I know uh, it's it's, reason, hard. it's hard. I mean the, the, th- the whole th-
1: point was how do you yeah, how do you keep how do you keep these corporations ethical? Yeah. The re- the way you keep them ethical is by making sure that there's a healthy competitive marketplace.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so you need on one hand to provide incentive to pe- for people to even enter into business. That's why we have things like patents, that's why we have things like uh, copyrights. They pr- they protect through government through law, these, these institutions. But on the other hand, if you are able to lock down a marketplace because of some law written like 50 years ago, that's no longer relevant in 2014, that I think is different. I think that that should be looked at more closely and because it then provides it. it there's no incentive for a company to get better. In my neck of the woods, there's only one internet provider. How much How much money do you think they're putting into their infrastructure? Um, Almost none. Yeah. Every time it's been ten years. Every time it rains, the fucking internet goes out. <laughs> yep. Not every time, but it seems like every
0: time. They're
1: getting better, but not. And it, we're still on the whole in the dark ages.
0: Yeah. Well, man, I mean that's uh, you know that, I mean. That's just like a like a f- fraction of the sort of the perspective of all that you know I, I think that um, it's that's a whole can of worms there uh, but um, I guess we should be we be, be wrapping this up especially with what where the quality's going my battery is at eighteen yep. percent and uh, so if, if you don't mind we'll do a quick flow moment just kidding <laughs> We'll keep it, but, we'll keep it podcast
1: neutral okay <laughs> d- d- I,
0: but I mean maybe maybe uh, I just I just love the fact that you could probably hear this. Can you hear that? No I can't. you can hear mine
1: You don't hear that No, I'm, no, I'm kidding I can't hear. It. I'll cut it out of my own so.
0: yeah <laughs> Yeah I know see there's, there's, um, it, that's that, that was the, the one of the values of me even getting this set up all working together is that you could hear this as well as me. I think that's going to be pretty cool in the future because this is the first time I've done it this way. All right, good. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Thanks. We'll we'll do two separate uh, signing offs.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, this has been DanCast
0: episode 47, year of our Lord 2000, June 21st, 2014. This this has been uh, Joel's uh, finding the flow um, episode. I don't even know. I think I think I'm 47 or 46. Um, 2014, we put a year into this, babies, and uh, this is what we got out of it. A nice uh, kind of a – felt like a coffee chat with me and Dan. Very, coffee talk. Coffee talk. All right. Well, it, was, right. it was a pleasure, Dan, and uh, uh, it's quite quite an accomplishment to keep this up. As long now as we, we have,
1: have a race to the finish to see who can edit this shit first. Yeah, first.
0: <laughs> I think you're going to win because I, I got to go back to my, my wife's parents right now. But uh, I will have it done before midnight.
1: Oh, OK, great. Me yeah. too, I think.
0: All right. All right. I'll All see, right. see you, Dan. It was a pleasure.
1: Take care, Joel.